For the Love of Teaching is a podcast brought to you by TeachStarter. We save teachers hours each week by creating quality, downloadable teaching resources for their classrooms. Visit teachstarter.com to make your classroom buzz. Welcome to the TeachStarter podcast for the Love of Teaching. Join us as we chat to inspirational everyday teachers. It's real, it's uplifting, it's funny. It's for the love of teaching. Here's today's host, Bronwyn Brady. Hello and welcome to another episode of For the Love of Teaching. I'm Bron and today I'm here with Emily who is Miss Teacher to Be on Instagram. She's a pre-service teacher and she has a lot of great ideas for student teachers. So hi Emily, welcome. Hi, thank you for having me. It's lovely to see you here today. Now, Often when teachers are on their pracs, especially if it's the first one, they can find it a little bit daunting to go into a new classroom and um, all these new kids and faces and an observing teacher. It can all be like a bit much. What are your top tips for prac? Oh, yeah, they can definitely be super daunting. Um, Even any of them I find, it's new kids, new teachers, new people that you're meeting. I have two main top tips that I like to share with everyone who asks. Mm -hmm. Uh, The first one is to exude confidence. So it doesn't matter how confident you are. um, Whenever you're meeting anyone, my favorite thing to do is stand up nice and tall, shoulders back and go straight in for a handshake. Whether you're meeting the receptionist, um, your prac teachers, the principals, anyone, straight in for a handshake. And it actually takes quite a few people back. And it's just such a great first impression mm, um, good one. and they definitely see that confidence even though you might be a little bit nervous underneath yeah uh, my second tip is also to help with the confidence because I think that's the most important thing on prac um, and it's actually it might seem really like a no-brainer really trivial but it's to work out your first week's worth of outfits um, oh outfits yeah okay I hadn't thought of that one so with Schools these days, they all have different outfit standards and all of that kind of thing. And sometimes it's just something going on in the back of your mind and you're thinking, oh, can you wear open toe shoes or Mm. does this school allow jeans? And I think to have that first week planned out and have appropriate clothes already there um, really just relieves that little bit of stress. And it might not be right in the forefront of your mind, but... Through that entire day, if you're wearing something that you know is perfect for the occasion, then you just won't have that sitting in the back of your mind and you can really focus on the confidence. Yeah, that's a great one actually because often like you're coming from uni, so you're coming from an environment where you're with other students and you're casual and then you're going to a professional environment and you might not have ever had to think about professional clothes. You might have worn a a work uniform at your part-time job or you know your your comfy clothes at uni but yeah it is and it's also about first impressions isn't it like like Mm. you said with a handshake but also to look professional what tips do you have um because often students are on a tight budget Mm -hmm. for getting a wardrobe happening which is teaching appropriate um on budget oh definitely Kmart I mean You don't need to be doing the Gormans or anything like that just yet. Mm -hmm. Um, A tip that I was told, which I hold really close, is to do separates. So while a dress is really great, um, 
there's that element that with separates you can mix and match. Mm-hmm. So I like a really nice black pant um, that is nice and work appropriate, stops at the ankle, some flats, um, just some little ballet closed in ones. And then you can mix and match tops. Um, make sure that's not too slippy. What's the old saying? You can't see up, down or through. Oh. <laughs> um, because, I mean, teachers have such a versatile job. You're doing all different types of things. You're bending over down to desks. You're, yeah. you're sitting on the carpet. You're going out to the oval. You're doing all different types of things. So just something that you're comfortable in. Yeah, mainly. that's right. Yeah. yeah, So true. And like you said, with the Gormans and stuff, they are so gorgeous. Mm. And a lot of teachers do wear them. But I think especially when you're beginning and you can't really afford that, that to destroy clothes and kids wipe everything on you. <laughs> Paint, boogers, all the rest of it. So, so that's a great tip. So Kmart, budget clothes and separates. Awesome, Em. That mm-hmm. sounds really like great wardrobe tips. So now what are – sometimes when teachers go on pracs, they don't expect certain things to crop up. What are some common challenges for teachers undertaking their prac that you can think of to sort of pre-warn them about? Mm, I've had amazing prac so far with not too many challenges. Um, I have had quite a few friends, though, who have come across some. Uh, one big one is not great communication with their prac teachers, which I think is the key to any prac is having that communication, keeping it open and um, forming those relationships because that is what's going to make your prac amazing yeah. if you're making that relationship. Um, so I definitely think treat it like a relationship that you're fostering. Um, keep it professional but also, you know, be happy to be there, not complaining about all the things you've got going on or how tired you are. And, um, yeah, really keep that communication open with your teacher. Yeah, so be positive and open to that relationship. That's yeah. a great one. Yeah. yeah, that's so true. And because you can learn so much from your prac teachers. Like I still remember things now that I learned during pracs. Uh, and you're so much more impressionable as a new teacher because you really have such a wide um, scope of learning going on from all directions. So mm. that's a great, that's a really great tip. Um, now you work as well as studying Emily, but mm. a lot and a lot of prac teachers do because we're supporting ourselves through uni. We're you know having to feed our stationary <laughs> habits. <laughs> um, how do you balance everything? This question is so important. Um, I definitely say the old saying: prior preparation prevents poor performance. I think there's another word that's supposed to be in there. <laughs> But it's so important. So I make sure to to organise it all. The first thing that you need to do is be prepared well before your prac. Mm-hmm. So whether you need to organise a budget, um, do some meal prep. Uh, my favourite thing to do is make a big calendar that sits in my room with huge days. Um, yes, I have seen your amazing calendar and it's incredible. If you go onto Instagram, guys, go to visit M's page at Miss Teacher to be with a two, number two. Oh my goodness, in her highlights reel, she has got this incredible calendar set up. And if you're a prac teacher or even a practicing teacher, you need to see it. So well done you. That's like goals. Yes, it's super (laughs) helpful. And it seems like something so little, but by just having huge big dates, you can write in 
all of your due dates for starters, mm-hmm. when your report's due for prac and all of that kind of thing. And then as you begin planning with your teacher, you can start writing in your lessons and it's just a really nice visual, a nice countdown to how many days are left and oh, all yeah. of different types. <laughs> like you put everything in there. That is um, such a great idea. I remember actually when I finished uni for the first six months of teaching, I had this recurring nightmare that I'd forgotten to hand an assignment in. <gasps> no. So when you just said the due dates, it kind of triggered me because I remember feeling like I'd have this nightmare that something had been due because when you're a student, you've got prac plus assignments are still due, mm-hmm. plus you've still got to attend some of your classes and go to work and you know, just do everything else, whatever else you have going on in your life. If you're a mature age student, you might even have your own family yep. or, oh my goodness. Yeah, it was a nightmare, like literally a nightmare. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> it stopped now, 10 years later. But... Um, the other really important thing that I think is to make sure you keep your social commitments. Mm-hmm. Um, go out on the weekends, out with friends. That's super important and don't make it all about school. So I find that it is quite a lot of work on prac because you are writing detailed lesson plans for every single lesson that you're making. You'll be up until 12 most nights and then mm-hmm. heading to bed, waking up. Um, so I think that, yeah, making sure you still have time for yourself is really important. And the other thing is being able to debrief. So every afternoon, my friends and I, after prac, will call each other. Mm-hmm. Some days it could be in tears. Some days we'll be raving about the perfect lesson that we did, but it's so important to get that out. You can t- go home and talk to your cat, to your dog, <laughs> um, talk to your family, but just let that day go, Yeah. Um, whether it was positive or negative, and then start the next day fresh, I think is super important for your well-being as well. Yeah, that's actually yeah. a really good point. And I hear that a lot actually from teachers saying that they need, they rely heavily on their teacher tribe mm. uh, and to have that network of support to, to kind of vent everything or to celebrate your successes, whichever way it is, just to be able to talk about it because, yeah, it's, prac is full on. Mm-hmm. It is so hectic. And it's interesting also that you say to go out with your friends and do things for yourself while you're on prac because I think when I was doing prac, I used to just put everything on hold for the, the couple of weeks that I was going to be on PRAC and back then there was a long internship and I did not do anything or see anybody. I was Mm. just a couch potato in my downtime and I think, yeah, for sure you need to do, you need to still be yourself. Yeah, definitely. And you need to be your best self for the kids and the students and even the teachers and your colleagues. So Mm -hmm. by taking care of yourself first, then you can be the best teacher that you can be. Yeah, that's awesome. Well done. That's a really good tip. Okay, now, regarding the time you're actually going to be spending teaching, because some of your pracs is observing, observation of other teachers. Mm -hmm. Some of your pracs are actually you taking the reins and having the class, and then sometimes it's just all you, like you've got it. It's, It's your turn. So how much teaching will you actually be doing in prac on second, third, and fourth year pracs? Yeah, so the first kind of year is very it's quite short I think um mine was about a week long and it was just observing um we did do some small group work some reading books and that kind of thing yeah um second year it ramps up a little bit more um and you start to do more of that group work guided reading that kind of thing and a few class lessons or activities uh, third year is really, really fun. I found that that was one of the best pracs for responsibility-wise and length, definitely. Um, mm-hmm. I had a four-week prac 
which flew by. That's quite a big chunk. Yeah, yeah. but it was really fun. So the first two weeks I was just doing um, maybe one or two lessons a day. And then the last two weeks I was pretty much full-time teaching um, with a bit of relief here and there with the with the teachers jumping in. So mm-hmm. that was really good. And then fourth year pracs are the most exciting. So mine is happening um, in a couple of months in oh, August. Exciting. Um, and it will be seven weeks of full-time teaching, wow. which will be crazy, but I'm so excited. That's almost a whole term. Yeah. Like some terms only go for nine weeks. So that is, that's great. Yes, it will be really exciting. And obviously... Full responsibility. Um, teachers can sit back and take a break, and um, yeah, I'll be in charge, which is kind of daunting, but so exciting, so exciting, super exciting. Yeah. And Em, you've totally got this. Like, <laughs> you have got it down pat. By t- fourth year, I think people are feeling a bit more confident in their practice, and you know, in their pedagogical um, approaches, and you've mm. kind of developed what is your style and and what theories inform you. So. Yeah, I can't wait to catch up with you after prac and see how that all goes. Yes. When you are applying to go on to pracs, um, how do you how do you make sure you land a a, a prac school that's close to your home mm-hmm. and b somewhere that is um, like a good school that you've heard is supportive or uh, is a community that you want to be a part of? How 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 can you go about lining that up? Yeah, so definitely do your research and work out where you want to go. Um, I think that you can't necessarily get a bad prac school. I think any experience is amazing, even though it might not be the best and you might have some struggles. I think that you learn so much in all different settings. So that's really important to remember. Um, When you're thinking about getting a prac school and applying and um, asking for a position at a prac school, I think getting in there and introducing yourself, um, make it known that you would really love to be a prac student there because at the end of the day, if they don't know, they don't know. No. But you need to let them let them know that you're interested and you're there and you're ready and you're really keen. So how do you mean, can you actually approach the school yourself and go up to the, the office and introduce yourself? Or Yeah, yeah. well, every uni is a little bit different, um, but I think that by heading in, even if you head in, hand in your resume or anything like that, um, see if you can get a meeting with the assistant principal or the yep. prep coordinator of the school and just have a chat. They might not have any positions, but, you know, at the end of the day, you're still getting in the door, you're yes. still having those conversations and making those professional relationships, which is, which is really important. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's true. And so what tips do you have for somebody that, that's probably not as confident as maybe you are in going and approaching somewhere? How can you sort of bolster yourself to be like, yes, I can do this. I can go and visit. Yeah. Well, comes down to, first of all, yourself. So make sure you are looking confident because mm-hmm. I think if you are thinking damn, I'm looking good today. <laughs> that is your day. So head in. Yep. Um, you can take some notes with you, maybe some units that you thought you did amazingly on at uni. Mm-hmm. Um, anything that you want, you can hold, you know, take something to hold in your hand um, and definitely start with your firm handshake at the start. Hold yourself up nice mm-hmm. and yeah, once you make that first impression, I think everything just becomes a lot easier and smoother and everyone will be beautiful to you. I mean, 
schools are amazing and yep. they want to teach you as much as you want to learn. So yeah, yeah, and that's right. School staff are very welcoming. If you think about the reception staff, they work with kids all day. They help kids all day and the te- they coordinate all the teachers. So yeah, it's a great idea. There you go, student teachers. If you don't ask, you don't get. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Make yourself known. Cool. Okay. So um, we talked about this a little bit before about clothing and preparing yourself for prac. And you were saying that um, some of the items that you would wear on a prac. Mm-hmm. Are there any like do's or don'ts? What's a massive no-no for something to wear on prac? Oh, I have um, a bit of a funny story. It was my first year prac. And I uh, was wearing my black pants yep. and my flats, um, and I bought this beautiful top. It was really stunning. It was a bit of that slippery kind of material, but it was really nice. And I wore um, a little singlet underneath yep. to kind of cover up the chest area, <laughs> and um, very appropriate until I was um, – the kids were lining up after lunch, and I was standing at the front, and I thought, I'm going to take some initiative here, and I'm going to – quiet them while the teacher's chatting and yep. do some fun hand movements and that kind of thing. And I put my hands straight up in the air to get their attention and my top just flew right <laughs> up. So no it, way. It was just kind of sitting. You got on, their attention. Yeah. And they all went, you got a belly button. Yes. Yes, I do. Amazing. <laughs> the teacher has a belly button. <laughs> and I went, oh gosh. And I did not wear that anymore. So I think. Oh my goodness. Try your things on before you buy them. <laughs> Do all the movements that yes. you'll be doing. Sing if you're happy and you know it. We'll move those hands around. Some star jumps. Yep. <laughs> make sure make sure it's all fitting well. It was just sitting on the pant line. That was the thing. So uh, as soon as that hand went up, it went. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have a terrible one. When I was on prac, I was wearing this long flowy skirt. This is the last day I ever wore a long flowy skirt. They were really in fashion at the time. Um, and I could feel this kind of like resistance as I was walking through the classroom. And I was thinking, what is that pulling at me? I turned around and a prep student was using my skirt as a tissue. <gasps> no. <laughs> I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, I had no spare clothes. I learned a lesson that day. <sighs> Always have spare clothes in your car because you never know what's going to happen. And that, that served me well over time. Just a pair of gym pants or yoga pants. I because, love that. Yeah, just have something extra. That's a great <laughs> tip. Oh, so my gross. goodness. <laughs> <laughs> This is funny. You never forget these things, do you? <laughs> oh, and, okay. And the other thing I was going to talk to you about is when you're on prac, sometimes you're so um, sort of, I guess, engrossed in your teaching and you're a bit introspective. You're thinking about what you're doing and you're also thinking about your students. And then to some extent you're thinking, what is the teacher liking what I'm doing, picking up on their vibe as well. But there's someone that you also have to connect with and that is the parents because you're going to have to as a teacher um, when you do graduate. What are your tips for communicating with parents of your prac students? You, you're only there for such a, a temporary time in their lives, but how do you connect with them? Ooh, I think for my next prac, this is definitely something that I'm going to try and work on a bit more. Um, it was only last year in my third year prac that I really got to start connecting with parents. Um, I was able to sit in on some parent-teacher interviews, which oh, was so wow. valuable. That is a great so one. Valuable. Yeah. So definitely um, ask your teacher if you can. Sometimes it's quite sensitive, but if you can, I think that is the best idea. Um, so chat to your teacher about that. And I think that Definitely forming the connections with parents is so, so important because 
while you might not see them very often, the kids are coming home every night and saying, oh, we did a science lesson with Miss So-and-so today. And oh, this is really great. So they're definitely hearing about you at home. Yeah. And um, if you do have the opportunity, definitely introduce yourself. They might have um, some younger kids coming through in the next couple of years that you might teach. And That's right. That would be amazing to yeah. still have that connection. Because it's not always just, you're right, that it's the families. It's the whole family that you're getting to know. And especially because often when you are on Prakina's school, you end up working there because you've become known to the school yeah. and a job might become available. Yeah. So, yeah, you never know what that networking is going to actually do for you. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, thanks for joining us today. Thank you so much, Emily. It's been lovely chatting to you. Thank you so much for joining us today on For the Love of Teaching, Em. It's been so lovely hearing your tips and tricks for prac hacks. And I'm looking forward to seeing you next week again on For the Love of Teaching. Thank you so much for having me. Bye. Don't forget to subscribe to For the Love of Teaching. Next week, we're going to be talking to Emily again about preparing to teach, nailing the Lantite test and forming strong relationships, which will set you up for success.